Welcome Northeast Conference fans. Today I am joined by St. Francis University's assistant men's basketball coach Eric Taylor in the latest installment of the NEC's Champions for Change initiative. Champions for Change is designed to be a platform for the league's student athletes, coaches, and administrators to share their stories around social injustice and social change. Coach Taylor, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really appreciate the conference. Uh, with, I'm very honored to, to be here and uh, discuss the, uh, the, the initiative that I started on campus um, with the hashtag Hike for Humanity. Really, really happy to have you. And we'll just jump into, you know, the reason we're here. Like you said, you started a campus-wide initiative called Hike for Humanity. Can you tell our listeners what that is? Uh, basically, it, um, I wanted to come up with something that was uh, transparent, uh, that didn't have a slogan that had political affiliation. And so Hike for Humanity basically came from my brainchild and, and think tank. And um, it was basically like, how can we uh, do something together, um, provide a community campus credit for the students, um, and have the COVID re be COVID compliant, uh, just because everything is, is, uh, is what we know it as of right now. And so the hike for humanity, basically, I, I picked a couple sites around campus. Um, the first one was the St. Francis Watershed Trail, which is a trail that loops around the campus, about three-fourths of a mile around the campus. Um, and, and it's a place where professors have used this in their science, science classes. And also uh, the, the local community uses it to, uh, to walk around and, and enjoy the nature. And so... Um, the, the first task was to figure out how, how am I going to get support for this? Um, so I basically took money out of my own pocket and purchased the t-shirts, um, for the hike. And my goal was to have a campus wide hike. So we have about 2000 people on campus, 1,400, 1,500, uh, undergraduate students and about four to 500 faculty, staff, and administration. And so I said, you know what, let me purchase 2,000 shirts. And what I'll do in turn is uh, get $5 back uh, to purchase a shirt if you, if you participate in the hike. And what that would do would pay for the shirt and any surplus proceeds would go to our Torvian food hall servers, the ladies and gentlemen that have basically been on the front lines for the campus mm -hmm. uh, serving the food and having all the compliant restrictions um, with respect to COVID. Um, and so they, these, these workers have been putting their lives on the line to feed the campus. And so I said, you know what, this is a nonprofit initiative. Any surplus um, donations will go to Turbian uh, Food Service workers. Yeah, that's great. Um, and you mentioned earlier that you have to deal with kind of the COVID regulations. So what do you have in place to make sure you are compliant with those regulations? So basically it's like, you know, we gather everyone together and, and of course there's an announcement about, you know, keeping six feet away and having your mask uh, handy to wear uh, so that uh, we are compliant. Um, and with this, uh, it's called a CES credit. So it's like a community uh, service uh, credit mm -hmm. that the campus basically approves so that you can have a gathering more than 250 people. So if you didn't get this approval, um, there was no way you were gonna be able to get uh, over 250 people uh, for, uh, for the hike. So it was kind of like a two in one, you get the credit, the community service credit, and then you also 
get to participate in a hike for humanity, for all, for everyone, no one left out, uh, all transparent. Uh, and it was a silent hike. And so that was the one thing that, that I also wanted to mention. Silent hike, no signs or slogans. Uh, please wear the Hike for Humanity t-shirt to support the equality, the humanity equal um, initiative. Yeah, it's great to hear you had all those considerations in place to ensure it went exactly how you wanted and in a safe, safe manner. It's really great. So you joined the SFU staff back in 2012. Now in your eighth year in Loretto, what made you choose to come up with this initiative? After Floyd. Uh, it, it, it came about after Floyd. Right after we competed in the Northeast Conference Championship back in March. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and then like three to four days later after the championship game, we were told that uh, there was a referee that had COVID and that uh, we would have about three to four days to remove our things and to get off campus because of the spread of the infectious disease. So uh, I, I, I don't know the timeline of, of, uh, about when Floyd happened and when the social unrest started to unravel but uh, I've mainly been silent for the most part of my life uh, when I consider uh, political uh, movements or things like that, uh, so to speak. And I uh, played in Europe for a long time. And in Europe, and I'll only remark about that, is because I looked at America from a independent lens. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like a, I was a little bit unaffected by everything that was going on. Uh, in America, just because uh, it's a different type of demographic, a different type of dynamic in Europe. And so it allowed me to independently think about, okay, potential ways to impact change once I get back to America, because I knew I was going to come back um, sooner or later. And so when I arrived on campus, uh, everything was great, of course. The reason why I came back to St. Francis, I'm an alumni there. And then my, my boss, Rob Crimmel, who was my teammate back in the 90s, uh, he decided to take over the program and then in uh, the program after eight to nine years have done pretty good um, so far. And so this initiative started right in March. And I said, you know what, I have a, I came up within three or four days, I came up with a police reform initiative, uh, which I've shared with uh, some former police officers. I've shared with a state representative that's running in Ohio named Kate Schroeder. Kate Schroeder is her name. And, um, and I was also contacted a few times by uh, Joe Biden's team, uh, which I did not uh, share too much of the initiative just because I didn't want it to be um, um, stolen or compromised its intellectual property. Um, and so like it was, I don't want to say like it was like one of his main uh, mainstream teams. It was like really a person that was just making some phone calls. And I said like, look, I have an initiative and a, a reform. And I don't think uh, the Democrats or Republicans have the idea. So anyways, after that happened, after Floyd happened and all these social unrest unraveled, I said, look, we got to get this done. Uh, there's something has to be done. Um, I have an idea. I want to see if it can run, uh, see if it has legs. And uh, the powers that be that I have shared the initiative with, they said, Eric, this is really, really good. The hike for humanity um, this is an element of the initiative and the element of the initiative is make another other friend and to be transparent about it. Um, if you're black, make a white friend and another friend that's not black or white. If you're white, make a black friend 
and another friend that is not black or white. And so the hike for humanity started within that element um, so that we could get people to just walk with each other without any slogans, silent hike, and maybe we can get to know each other a little bit better, even though we live on the same campus, but sometimes whether you're a student or a student athlete, you get caught up into your own silos of busy, 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 work, 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 and you really never get to know your neighbor. Mm -hmm. And this hike for humanity focuses on getting to know your neighbor just a little bit more. Neighbor being your fellow human uh, that it cohabitates with you in this world. Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting to hear that, you know, this began with, you know, these very specific initiatives based on very specific events, but you were able to kind of strip your ideas down to the very bare roots just to walk with each other in a peaceful kind of way with no outside ideas or slogans or political affiliations. That is really, really great to hear and super interested. Thank you. Of course. Um, and you touched upon this a little bit in your last answer, but how have you seen this initiative contribute to positive social change? Uh, very qualitative. In a qualitative manner, uh, I received about 18 emails, essays, and, uh, and about five just feedbacks after the first hike of, oh, I would love to do it again. Um, just let me know when it's going to be again. It's, it's such a stress reliever. Mm -hmm. It's about 25 minutes out of my day where I can just walk, be with nature, walk with someone that I never really spoke to before. Um, so I had one example of a person who um, talked to a person on this hike that they, and this person has been on campus for the last like five years. And uh, these people just talk for the first time in five years but they've seen each other for five years, but never really spoke. Uh, essays from our physical therapy and our physical physicians, sorry, physician's assistants. Um, uh, we got essays from them. Uh, and uh, within those essays, the students talked about respectively, uh, I'm glad to do this. This helped me through the semester. I had a lot of stress for uh, my work and for my exams and COVID uh, procedures and masking up and social distancing. Everything just become a little bit stringent and this walk was a breath of fresh. And so along those lines, you know, 20 emails came uh, flooding my email box and said like, Eric, we loved it. Uh, we would love to do it again. We love to support the initiative. I hope I can have time to do it again uh, with the respect of me not having labs or any type of uh, conflicting schedules. And so the, the hike, I, I talked to a professor and I said, when, was it, when would be the best time to have a hike? Okay, we have a one hour uh, recess break time, activity, student activity time. We can do it within that. Um, I have to do a little bit of planning beforehand, before the hike, before the flyers goes out. I have to do the hike myself at a, at a pretty decent pace um, and inform the hikers that uh, it would be a medium intensity or a low intensity level hike uh, so that they could be prepared. So if someone could not do it, okay, they have the choice. And this is a non-obligatory hike. It's not something where, hey, I'm forcing you. It's totally free will, human free will. You can come if you want. Um, you don't have to buy a shirt. If you just wanna walk without a shirt, um, that, um, without the Hike for Humanity shirt, that's totally fine. 
and uh and it's totally like a all free will loving your neighbor type of uh initiative where people can walk with each other and uh, share these experiences like we heard from a person who never spoke with someone in five years and the physician's assistants and physical therapists therapy students that we have on campus that said like look i needed this to get through the semester yeah so you know your first hike was back in september and you had over 220 students staff members administrators participate how many more do you expect to do and how do you think you know the, the outcome will continue to increase our last hike, uh, like you mentioned, the first hike was 220. The last hike, and I will contribute that to uh, midterm slash labs, and it being a little bit colder outside, we only had about 130 to 135 hikers on the last hike, and we chose a different site. Uh, mm -hmm. We chose the Grotto and the uh, the Mount Assisi Friar, Friar uh, Franciscan Friar Retirement Home, um, and we, um, we chose that. And so I think it's going to grow with the simple fact that I know it's going to grow because student, the Student Government Association, who I had a conference call with three days ago, they mentioned that they would like to collaborate with me on the hike and use their power to get the uh, information out through their student, um, through their student body who associates with the Student Government Association. Also, Residence Life who controls our uh, residence assistants on campus. They have also talked about um, buying t-shirts so they can sell, um, so they can join in the uh, collaboration to, uh, to have more support for the hike. So I got three, well, two different entities there. Well, we got the athletics program, which is an entity, of course, I'm involved with. We have the Student Government Association, and then we have Residence Life all combining their efforts to say, okay, look, this can grow into something big. And we have already planned another hike for November the 19th. Um, that's gonna be right before uh, finals. Mm -hmm. And so that was the Student Governments Association's main objective was to do something right before the uh, finals, which of course, as we all know, can be a little bit stressful uh, leading up to uh, finals week and going home uh, for the entire break, actually, for from Thanksgiving until the New Year's. I mean, I feel like as a recent student myself, that week before finals week, no one takes the time to have, you know, any sort of self-care, just time of reflection. So it's great to hear that you're designating that amount. And something else I wanted to kind of note that I should have touched upon earlier is that as a campus-wide initiative, you are including so many different kinds of people. And a lot of these conversations I have, they're athletics-based initiatives, which obviously is good in its own right, but it's so amazing to hear that you're also collaborating with the SGA and, and Res Life and all different components of your campus to get as much involvement as possible. Really, really great to hear. Yes, and, and that was, the, and I'm glad that you made that point, uh, you emphasized that because it is not an athletics event. Um, mm -hmm. This is totally, a uh, a combination of the entire campus, which includes um, students, student athletes, uh, like you said, Res Life, Student Government Association. We are all one on campus now. I know we have our different uh, practices that we do, are, are, that we have to master. But other than that, it is for everyone, and uh, and it's for professors also, professors, administrators, uh, faculty, presidents. Um, 
our enrollment management uh, advisors, uh, managers, and that's and that's really what I want to get at. And so my links are around campus a lot, and so I usually market this for everyone that I know. So everyone that knows me, they know that uh, this hike is for them. It's not just for an, a student athlete. It's for the student. It's for the mental health of the human being, um, and it's for the the main cause is the love of thy neighbor. Mm -hmm. That's really great to hear. And so like you mentioned, your next hike is November. Do you have, you know, that route planned out? Have you walked that route yet? No, I haven't walked it yet. But right now, I mean, it's fall. You have, of course, you see, I mean, of course, down uh, where everywhere. I mean, of course, in the Midwest and, and the East Coast, you see the changing of leaves, you see the yellows, the reds, the greens. Um, and right now, everything hasn't fallen off of the trees yet. So I think the St. Francis watershed trail was a hit. And so I'm starting to wrap my brain around that trail just because we don't have to go through jurisdictions, corporate line jurisdictions to block off streets, block, block off state roads in order for a movement of maybe, you know, three to 400 people to, uh, to walk across. And so that was a main objective too, was just staying on campus, I know that some t some schools in the Northeast may have uh, difficulty, you know, like where you're landlocked, uh, especially in like St. Francis, New York, uh, in Brooklyn, you know, LIU Brooklyn, and uh, some of our other schools that may not have a nature trail close by on campus. But uh, but hopefully there's some place that you know someone who organizes can map out that's going to be a 25 minute hike or 25 minute walk. Doesn't have to be a hike. Um, that can uh, be a logistical, uh, a logistical success as far as how many people you have and uh, the turnout you're gonna get and, uh, and the fact that um, it was planned out accordingly and giving the students um, uh, enough time to, or, or the faculty enough time to, to prepare for the walk and the hike. Yeah, I have to imagine that watershed walk is absolutely beautiful. Um, oh, it's gorgeous. Yes, I, I really can only imagine, especially in the fall. I hope you still have some leaves on in November. Really, oh, yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Um, and yeah, just before we go, I just want to ask if there's anything else about Hike for Humanity you want to add that you don't think you've touched upon yet. No, I, I think it's uh, the only thing I would like to touch upon is that um, I think it's a great thing. I, I think that this is something that we as a community, a nationwide and an international community, I want to reach the globe, that we can do something uh, for the better cause of something better than ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, this was mainly based on an altruistic approach uh, to think of something greater than yourselves and uh, put down the political affiliations. Uh, let's get back to the baseline approach. Let's get back to the grassroots level of let's be a little bit better with each other every day and hopefully we can find some common ground on the differences that we have and we can also find the commonalities on what we have in common no matter who you look like or where you're from or where you were raised uh, i think that was that was the main uh purpose of the hike um to to have those conversations um uh, even though they may be a little bit heavy but to have the friendly conversations in the beginning usually loosens people up be, be, uh, before you get into things that maybe can bridge the gap between different cultures. Yeah, I mean, it's great to hear that it's going well and that it's gaining so much momentum and that, 
you know, so many great relationships will come from this. And yes. I really do appreciate you being on and thank you so much for sharing your story and about Hike for Humanity. It's been a really great conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you, Morgan, as well. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to, uh, to interview me. Of course. That was Eric Taylor, and this is NEC's Champions for Change.